0: What's good, everyone? Yes, welcome inside my podcast. This is the first episode of Sporting the Goods. I'm your host, Jake Williamson, and I want to thank you for tuning into today's episode. We have a full episode with all things football, basketball, collegiate, professional. We're going to talk college football. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to talk NFL, and we're going to talk NBA. So let's go on ahead and dive right on in to our first topic college football. <laughs> so, we all know that we are in this global pandemic, COVID-19. It caused some schools to postpone their football seasons, aka the FCS, and they're going to put and they postponed them to now, the spring season. It's been something we haven't seen in a long, long time, a spring football season. Keep this in mind, and we're going to catch you up on some latest FCS scores. So back on the 13th of February, McNeese defeated Tarleton State 40-37 to in double overtime. Last Friday, South Dakota State defeated UNI 24-20. to Last Sunday, Tarleton State defeated New Mexico State 43-17. to And I'm going to give you a little couple key facts on that here in just a second. Last Sunday, North Dakota State defeated Youngstown State 25-7. to And also last Sunday, our final score update, Deion Sanders making his head coaching debut for Jackson State. They defeat Edward Waters 53-0, to a shutout in your head coaching debut. How about that for Deion Sanders? So like I said, I wanted to touch a little bit on Tarleton State defeating New Mexico State 43-17. to now, that was a major victory. Not only did Tarleton State defeat New Mexico State this past Sunday, 43-17, but the game wasn't even played at New Mexico State's hometown. It wasn't, and they paid so much. New Mexico State paid UTEP, University of Texas El Paso, $10,000 to use their stadium, the Sun Bowl, for the game. Okay. On top of that, they paid Tarleton State $150,000. That is one five and four zeros. $150,000 for the game guarantee. They thought they were going to come out and win this game, but they did not. Losing 43-17 to and you're out $160,000. Someone make it make sense. It does. It just doesn't make sense. It leaves me speechless, honestly. Like New Mexico State, do better. Charleston State, keep it up. Anyway. Okay. We talked FCS, but the but the division that you're gonna know more is FBS. Okay. And we're in the offseason. Alabama won the college football playoff the next day. Off season began. Okay. Now I'm still disappointed Alabama won because between you and I, I'm not the biggest Alabama fan. Okay, I was pulling for Clemson, Dabo, Trevor, but they lost in the semifinals. So I then went and pulled for Ohio State, lost. Now, I kind of I almost did go and pull for Alabama simply because one of their coaches, Butch Jones, who some of you know from Tennessee – is now here at Arkansas State, which is where I'm doing this podcast from. Big Red Wolves fan here. So, almost went the route of Alabama, but went the route of Ohio State, and we see how that turned out. So, when we leave the FBS in the offseason, we're going to a way-too-early top 25, which is always done by Mark Schlabach, ESPN senior writer. Now, I'm not going to go through all top 25 teams, because that would take a long time, Okay. But here I'm gonna talk about the I'm gonna talk about the top four. So that'd be your playoff. Your are two your two on the outside looking in, and then four wild cards. Okay. You're gonna to have to excuse my sniffling. You know, I came around the time where now it's just sinuses. So so sorry. All right. Number one is Clemson. You're gonna be without Trevor Lawrence. How do you fare in the season coming up with a new QB? Clemson at number one. Alabama at number two. Now, this one is really different because you're going to be without Mac Jones. You're going to be without Jalen Waddell. You're going to be without Najee Harris. And you're going to be without your Heisman wide receiver, Devonta Smith. How does Alabama shape up to be next season? We've seen them always. They lose a lot of key players, but they come back and bring in more. It's just a recurring process every time, and it's all thanks to Nick Saban and the staff. Plus, they have a new offensive coordinator. So what's going to happen to Alabama? They're at number two in the, in the way-too-early top 25. <laughs> number three is Oklahoma, and number four is Georgia. Two SEC teams, one ACC and one Big 12 in the top four. On the outside looking in, you have a Big Ten team, Ohio State, no Justin Fields. then Texas A&M, SEC, those are your five and six. Now for your wild cards. The team every year, every year a team is talked about is, is Oregon. They're at number 13. Florida had a chance almost to be in the playoff. But after dropping to LSU in the shoe game, they were out. Now, number 21 is the I don't believe the hype Texas Longhorns. I personally, me, when I say I don't believe the hype, it's I don't believe the hype. Texas has not been back. They need to stop saying that they're back because every year they just prove to me that they are not back. Texas is not back. And I will say it over and over again, Texas is not back. I don't care if you just got a new head coach who is the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Texas is not back. And then finally, your shocker team from last season. Coastal Carolina out of the Sun Belt, which is where the Red Wolves are. But out of the Sun Belt, Grayson McCall led this team to being ranked, beat BYU, but lost their bowl game. How does Coastal Carolina add on from last season? And that's something to watch. So now I keep talking about opening season, you know, coming into the 2021 season. How, how, how? We're just seven short months away. Yeah, seven months. We're just seven short months away from seeing another football season in college football. Pack, pack, pack stadiums. Maybe that's something the future is going to determine with COVID. But here are five key games that I would be watching for that I will that I will be watching this season in the opening days. So on Thursday, September second, Ohio State. Who I said trying to get trying to get back on track after losing in the championship game. They're going to take on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Pretty interesting game right there. Saturday, September 4th, Penn State's going to be taking on Wisconsin. Also that day, Alabama. This is a very scary game that I'm fixing to say. Alabama will be defending its national title, taking on the Miami Hurricanes. Derek King is back from Miami. Alabama's got a new QB, new offensive coordinator. How does Alabama fare against Miami? And I think Miami can pull this game out. And then Saturday, September 4th as well, LSU and UCLA. It's kind of a wild card game. Both these teams could win. I like LSU, but it would be close. And finally, Georgia and Clemson. They are meeting for the first time since August 30th, 2014, when Georgia beat Clemson by a score of 45 to 21. Like I said, Clemson was number one in the way too early top 25. Georgia was number four. Could this be a one versus four in opening weekend so you got seven months to figure it out and who knows now next time in the coming episodes i'll be talking transfers we'll keep looking at rankings and then eventually i'm going to work my way into getting to schedule predictions so keep that in mind keep turn keep tuning in to more episodes of sporting the goods (laughs) So, that's college football, FCS, FBS. We're going to turn our gears to college basketball because that's where the action is right now. That's what's in play right now. Last night, got four games that I want to I want to talk about just really quickly, and then I want to preview a game that's tonight because tonight's game is something is something different. Number 2 Baylor, undefeated Baylor. They were able to escape the winless in conference Iowa State Cyclones by a score of seventy-seven to seventy-two. Very close game. Iowa State led at the half. Baylor came back. Baylor wins. Very close game. Two on upset last night. Number five Illinois was defeated by Michigan State eighty-one to seventy-two, and number seven Oklahoma was delete what not deleted excuse me was not deleted but they were defeated. By Kansas State, 62-57, to 57, despite Austin Reeves having another great game, who, by the way, Austin Reeves, is from Northeast Arkansas. Very interesting fact. Now, the game I was able to watch, Texas and Kansas. They were clashing all the way through overtime. This game went into overtime. Only six points by Kansas in overtime, only nine by Texas. And number 14, Texas Longhorns, defeated the number 17, Kansas Jayhawks, 75-72. to 72. You see where those three points kind of came into play, and finally Missouri, who's won one in their last five, drops to the Ole Miss Rebels. Number twenty-four Missouri drops a game to the Ole Miss Rebels, sixty to fifty-three. So we'll see Missouri probably drop out. Oklahoma's going to fall. Illinois is going to fall. Baylor's going to sit where they're at. Gonzaga's going to... Everybody's chasing Gonzaga and Baylor undefeated. Everybody's chasing them. Those are your one seeds, More than likely guaranteed. So everybody's chasing Gonzaga and Baylor. And the Missouri's going to drop. But what about in the SEC? I only mentioned one SEC game. There's a key SEC matchup tonight. And it comes when Alabama number 6 Alabama Crimson Tide will be traveling to Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville, Arkansas. They take on the number 20th ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. Now, I said I'm a Red Wolf fan, but I grew up watching these hogs play. It's tough watching a, it's it's tough being an Arkansas based basketball fan. You never know what you're going to get on any day. But this is the first time we're seeing a top 25 matchup in this arena since 1998. When the 16th, when then 16th ranked Arkansas defeated then 13th ranked South Carolina 96 to 88. <laughs> this game also has some major effects in the SEC and keep your fingers crossed, everybody March Madness. It's, it's, March Madness is still an uncertainty. We see that they're going to play them all in Indianapolis, but still an uncertainty as to how much they play. So, In the SEC, the Crimson Tide are number one. And if the tournament would start today, they would get that bye. They'd get that double bye. Okay? They have an 18 5 record overall and 13 1. They've only got one conference loss. While the Hogs would also get this double bye because they're number two. They're sitting right behind them in conference play. (laughs) 17 5 record overall. The only difference is because Alabama has one more win in overall record, seventeen and five versus eighteen and five. The only part that's hurting the Hogs is nine and four in conference play. Alabama has thirteen wins. Arkansas has nine. There's only two games left after this. Two games that each team should be winning after this. This is your last pretty hard contested game before you finish out the season and then start get ready for conference tournament. Bracketologist Joe Lenardi has Alabama as the number two seed when it comes to March Madness, and the Hogs in a sixth seed. So, the last time these two teams met was January 16th, and it was not the Hogs' day. Eric Musselman and the Razorbacks struggled all game long. Alabama almost put 100 points up on this team. But Arkansas, since pretty much then, has gotten on track. They've won... Their last five, all against SEC. Their last loss came to Oklahoma State back in January. So Alabama manhandled the Hogs last time on January 16th, 90-59. And still, the draft prospect Moses Moody from Arkansas, freshman Moses Moody, led all scores with 28 points. So he scored more than the leading Alabama score. He scored more than Arkansas' leading score. Well, he was the leading score. Does Moses Moody play a factor tonight? Yes. But Justin Smith will also play a huge factor. And watch for Devo Davis. Devo Davis is your underdog in this game if you're Arkansas. Devo Davis is who you need to go to. Vanover, he's tall, he'll get your rebound. Hopefully, fingers crossed. He might knock down a three or two, fingers crossed. But I'm telling you, Moody and Devo and Smith are your guys to watch. Alabama needs to defend them. Arkansas needs to use them. That's where it's at. See them how? Let's see how the Hawks play tonight. The game is set for an 8 p.m. tip on ESPN2, national TV. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Now Arkansas also. Let's keep in mind Arkansas has a week had a week to prepare for this game. Okay, they last played a week from today. Arkansas was supposed to play A and M this weekend, but due to COVID protocols, A and M was not able to play. But however, A and M could let twenty two percent of their fans in their stadium. When if you were watching that game, there was not 20, There was no way that's twenty two percent. So someone explain that to me. How that's possible, but we see now why AM is out. AM, I'm not even going to talk about because AM is out of the question. <laughs> so that's your college football and that's your college basketball. So we talked about the FCS, we talked about their scores. I want to keep covering more of Deion Sanders. I want to see how he's going to do in his first season. It's going to be interesting. We talked about the FBS and your way to early top 25, and we talked about college basketball. And I will highlight that Arkansas-Alabama game in my next episode. I will talk the highlights. I will talk stats. I'll talk numbers, where teams will sit. I will even look ahead to the SEC tournament, where teams seed, who would play who, this and that. You can catch that all in my next episode. So let's now move on to the, to the NFL. So, I just want to touch real quick, Mel Kuyper Jr., he has a mock draft every year. He's the guy, he's the go-to. Him and Todd McShay from ESPN are your go-to guys when it comes to the NFL mock draft. And the NFL draft this year is April 29th through May 1st. So we're almost there. Almost there. Who's going to take that number one pick? It's pretty obvious. It's Trevor Lawrence. Okay. But let's also look. I've got eight, I've got eight picks I want to look at. And I kind of just want to kind of just look at them just a little bit and break them down. So, like I said, Jacksonville Jaguars, number one overall pick. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is your number one overall pick, regardless of what team sits in that spot. It's just a matter of, is there going to be a team that trades up, takes that spot, and take Trevor Lawrence? Again, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. I should have said that before. Number two overall, the New York Jets. Devontae, Mel Kuyper says Devontae Smith, the wide receiver from Alabama, the Heisman winner from Alabama. That's a good pick. I like that pick. Jets need a lot. <laughs> Jets need a lot of help when it comes to them. So Devontae Smith could be their starting point. Number four, the number fourth overall pick goes to Atlanta Falcons, and that goes to Zach Wilson. Mel Kuyper says Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. That's still a hot topic of which, which one do you go? Do you go Fields? Do you go Wilson? Who? Kuyper says Wilson to the Falcons the quarterback from BYU. The sixth overall pick belongs to Philadelphia, and that's Jalen Waddell, wide receiver from Alabama. Great pick. If Philadelphia makes this pick, they it's almost like they've won the draft early. They won the first round if they make this pick. Think about it. Philadelphia has just gotten rid, or not rid, Philadelphia has just traded Carson Wentz. So he's out. You know who steps up to the plate now? Anybody? Because now my mind's drawing a blank of who it is. Now nah, I got it. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback from Alabama. Where's Waddle from? The wide receiver from Alabama. If you're going to put Jalen Hurts and Jalen Waddle in the same backfield and have them play together, that's scary. These two know each other. They know how to play. They have a great connection already. Hurts to Waddle. Get used to hearing that on Sundays. Jalen Hurts throws it deep to Waddle. Touchdown Philadelphia. So the Cowboys, who are my NFL team, are going to have to watch out for the Eagles if that turns out to be. (laughs) The number seven overall pick belongs to Detroit, and Mel Kuyper says they'll take Justin Fields, who Detroit does not have Matthew Stafford. He's out of the picture. So... Detroit now has Justin Fields. Will they use Justin Fields? Or will they go another route of, Q- of QBs? We'll see. Number 11 overall pick, the Giants. They, it's predicted that it'll be Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. It's a pretty good pick. The number 15 overall pick belongs to the Patriots, and Kuyper says they take Mac Jones out of Alabama. So you already see... Alabama, 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 Alabama. I'm going to, and also the number thirtieth, Buffalo Bills, Najee Harris running back, Alabama. But I want to look more at this number fifteenth overall pick for the Patriots, Mac Jones, Alabama. You have Jared Stidham at quarterback, New England. Use Jared Stidham. You're not going to have Cam Newton. He's overwashed. You've got Jared Stidham. Why are you taking another QB? Why would Mel Kiper? I understand it's your pick. It's your it's your prediction. But New England, why would you take another QB if this happens when you've got one in Jared Stidham? I understand you might need a backup QB, but you could wait for that QB. Use Jared Stidham to your advantage. Jared Stidham's a good QB. Let him learn. Let him play. Jared Stidham is your go route. But don't take my word for it. Just watch the film. And like I said, the number 30th pick is Buffalo and Kuyper says Najee Harris, (laughs) Alabama. So we've got QB, wide receiver, QB, wide receiver, QB, a tight end, a QB, and a running back. We've got three QBs to watch, four QBs, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Jones. So last topic, the NBA. I know, right? Last topic, boo. I want more. Give us more content tune into more episodes, first episode, more to come. Okay. I usually would use this segment of the NBA to talk about scores and updates from around the league, some trades, some rumors, maybe some woge bombs, if you will. But the all-star game rosters were just released last night with the, with the announcement of the reserves. This game was not known to happen. Nope. We didn't know if we were going to have an all-star game this season or not. And now we are. Some players are disagreeing with it. Some fans disagree. Some fans agree. And some players agree to have it. I want to talk to starters because I don't have an issue with them. I want to talk about the reserves and who got snubbed. But I'll go ahead and give you the roster breakdown. The East starters, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving. For the West, LeBron James, Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. The West has won in the starting field. Curry, you can't stop him. Doncic, you can't stop him. Leonard is your defensive player. LeBron James, Hall of Famer. I'm not his biggest fan. People ask me why. I just don't like him. There's just something about him I don't like. So moving on from him. And Nikola Jokic. The West has won in the starters. The West wins the all-star game. doesn't matter who your reserves are. The West wins the all-star game this year. Counting it now or calling it now. It's the reserves I have now an issue with. And it's not from the East. It's from the West. So I'll go ahead and run through the East and then I'll start my little rant in the West. So your East reserves are Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Vucevic. I like Brown, Harden. I like Levine. Had that great dunk contest that I wish we could all see again. That was just a great, great dunk contest between him and Aaron Gordon. Julius Randle, Ben Simmons. I love Jason Tatum. I love the young guy and Nikola Vucevic. Now, here's the West. Here's where I have issues. Anthony Davis. He's hurt, but I understand he would make an all-star list. Paul George. Rudy Gobert. Damian Lillard, Dame Tom, I agree with that, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson, which is also the same last name as me. We're not cousins. But you got three players that were snub NBA fans who didn't vote. You left three players out of this, and Jalen Rose tweets, oh, you can't, don't, don't name a snub if you can't replace them. I can replace these three. I can replace three. I can take three players out and put these three names in. Here's your first snub Devin Booker. Where is he? Where is he? Anthony Davis is injured. I don't see him playing this All Star game. Put Devin Booker in that spot. Devin Booker deserves an All Star spot. He deserves to play in an All Star game. He deserves to be an All Star. Trey Young. Where is he? I didn't hear that name. Where's Trey Young? No, because I'll replace him with someone else. Trey Young needs to take the place of Donovan Mitchell. I have nothing against Donovan Mitchell. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Trey Young takes the place of Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert hasn't proven to me he's an all-star this season. And finally... Here, here's here's the one that I'm mad about because I'm a big fan of this team where's John Morant where is John Morant that name was not listed but that man has the full support to be an all-star where is John Morant Chris Paul has not shown me he's an all-star I Chris Paul has not proven to me he's an all-star it's past his prime Chris Paul this season just he looks okay but John Morant looks better Chris Paul needs to be taken out and John Morant put in his place that's just not how that's going to work. So your snubs, Devin Booker, John ja Morant, and Trey Young. And I know there's more There's more snubs, but there's those three guys that this should be in the all-star. Devin Booker should be an all-star. Trey Young should be an all-star. John ja Morant should be an all-star. I don't care if they start. I don't care if they're reserves. They need to be recognized for the work that they're doing for the league, and they're doing a good job playing the game. These three guys should be an all-star. Okay, that's my time. That is my time here on this episode of Sporting the Goods. Thank you again for tuning in. You know, we talked about FCS. Like I said, we talked about the FBS. We've talked basketball. We've talked NFL, and we've talked the NBA. Now, next week, or next episode, not next week, next episode, I'll give you another update on the FCS and their spring season we're going to talk some we're going to talk some new coaching hires in the FBS I think yeah that's what we'll do we'll talk about the new coaching hires in the FBS i will also talk about the arkansas basketball game between alabama that'll be the, that'll be the key basketball area and then along with that i will also talk NFL and i will talk NBA but again Thank you for tuning into my podcast. Make sure to keep tuning into new episodes as they will be released coming very, 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 very soon. And until next time, keep sporting those goods.